We should just cue the music. Hello there. I am Iron Man. I am your father. I'm Batman. Why so serious? I know, right? If you think it's nerdy, we got you covered. Tell me, do you play it? Oh, no, no, that's not a question I need answer. Just take my money already! Just do it! I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. It's so dark! Do you see that from the DC Universe? We know each other! She's a friend from work! We were doing it everywhere. And I mean everywhere. At the office. After hours. Over the phone. On the weekend. Get your head out of the gutter. We were talking about comic books, shows, and movies. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So now we bring you Just Another Nerd Show with Jason Whistle and Kevin Hilston. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Just Another Nerd Show, your weekly dose of all that is geek. I'm Jay. My co-host is Kev. Kev, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. There's like, we were discussing the topics for this week, and I was just thinking to myself, there's some studios and some properties that have their ish together. And there's some stuff that we'll address later that is just a freaking mess right now. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what you want to tackle first, but holy crap. We do have quite a few topics to tackle. We're going to be talking some Star Wars. We're talking Marvel. We're going to get a little in, into a little bit of uh, uh, some DC as well. We've got another FanCast Friday to set up for you guys. But we before we get started on anything, we have some housekeeping to take care of here. Last week in our trivia question. We put out the question of who was the first Marvel superhero to team up with Kamala Khan in her comic book line. After the poll was out, we had a dead heat on yeah. on the answers. No one picked Iron Man because no one picks Iron Man. Um, 11.1% the oh harsh I know right Ugh. 11 point I'm still ripping on you but the but the whole Tony snaps I'll give it I'll give it I'll snap okay. right back at you oh <laughs> we're gonna create a paradox can't do it uh 11.1% guessed black bolt uh a, a decent guessing seeing is how uh Kamala Khan is one of the inhumans uh and she got her powers through the Terrigen mist in the comic book line but our dead heat was at 44.4% of all votes went to either Captain Marvel or Wolverine and the correct answer Kev uh, Wolverine. It was Wolverine. A uh, big shout out to Aiden Kahane, who uh, who chimed in with first team up was Wolverine after he saved her while looking for a runaway student. So Aiden, thank you so much for, for chiming in. Uh, you are absolutely correct. You win absolutely nothing because we have nothing to give, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to have another trivia question for you later on in the show, but we're going to get started with a little bit of Mandalorian news. Kev, you want to tee us up here on that one? Well, let's do a little bit of housekeeping here first, Wiss. Guys, if uh, you want to find our uh, Thursday trivia, you want to find our FanCast Fridays, you want to hit us up and tell us how great of a job we're doing, how crap of a job we're doing, I could care less. You want to talk to us <laughs> at another fan show on Twitter. You can also email us if that's your mode of, uh, of communication, just another nerd show at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If there's topics we've talked about you want us to expand on, if there's topics we haven't gotten to yet that you're like, oh man, I wish they'd get to this, we can do just that. Absolutely. Now, on tap for today, I will tease for today. I loved all the Mandalorian news that I heard. 
oh my god got me so excited for season three and all the possibilities um i also have a whole thing here of all marvel updates i'll go through them really quickly right now and then we'll come back and we'll visit them a little more in detail like basically morbius had satisfactory critic reviews we'll get into that what the heck does that mean moon knight uh, oscar isaac says it takes place in london because there's way too much shit happening in new york and i couldn't agree with him more um Thor 4 underwent massive reshoots, and when I did some digging, it was pretty much all Christian Bale, so just mocap stuff. I don't know if we have to look too much into that. Daredevil Season 4 is confirmed. I gotta ask uh, later on, what the hell is canon anymore from those shows, and what is not? Um, Doctor Strange 2, rumored to have two scenes, one at the beginning and one at the end, so we will get into that later. And then WandaVision Season 2 confirmed to not be happening. There's no way that Wanda Maximoff is going back to the small screen after what she's about to do to Doctor Strange and whoever else gets in her way in the multiverse of madness. And then we're going to talk about the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which I'm super excited for because I'm older but i played them when i was a kid and I, i'm still very excited for this game and, i love the pause know. on that i'm older well, i was debating on whether or not to give an actual number or to just say i'm 12 you know just one of those. I, I am of a certain vintage i am partaking in a beer right now so do the math. Uh, there we go tasty beverage go. and then we got our fan cast fridays which i'm super excited about and then we got our trivia of the week Wiss, our first topic, though, Mandalorian. Oh, my God, we got a lot to report here. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's interesting because you've got the stats written down here. Let's be honest. Let's be very, very, very blunt. Um, the first half of the season of The Book of Boba Fett, Shite. bit of a slog. Bit of a slog, which I'm, they did I'm really me, surprised. They made me care about a Tusken Raider, though. So I'll give mm-hmm. you credit for that. There, there was a lot of um, backstory, and I, and you know, I, I did like, um, you know, the how, how, you know, that that little tie-in or that that little cleanup of um, Fennec Shand from, yeah. you know, so that was fine. But you know, they were pretty much, you know, going a dream within a dream. You know, they were going full Inception with with Boba Fett um, yeah. until, of course, you know, you had it, the book it was of a Dinjarin tank barrage. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, old man sleeping. That's pretty much what the first couple of episodes were. <laughs> exactly. Until it went from the book of Boba Fett to the book of Dinjar, and that's because the Mandalorian showed up, and all of a sudden everything was good again. Um, that really helped boost um, the rest of the series as far as viewership members go. But and I, I think if the Mandalorian wasn't in there, people would have been like, "How did you give me seven episodes of Boba Fett and put me to sleep?" Like I was in a back to tank. Um, I'm curious if that first half of Book of Boba Fett is going to make um, producers and directors wary of what could happen if they don't give the goods for a short season. Because that's the thing. It's not like it was a long season. It's not like it was 24 episodes and they had to stretch out the storyline. Well, here's where I think they went wrong, Wes. I think you can do that because they did that in the first season of Mandalorian is a lot of the stories were kind of drawn out. Um, they were very uh, slower, but but we were getting to know the character. If we're going to revisit Boba Fett, you got to give me the same speed as Mandalorian season two. You got to give mm-hmm. me like like we're jumping into this mid throttle because we've seen Boba Fett 
in the original trilogy. We've seen Boba Fett in season, well, season one he was teased, and then season two of The Mandalorian. We've seen him. I don't need a long drawn out, like I knew I needed the Sarlacc pit. I didn't know I needed that whole episode of him and Fennec and how they met and how she's a cyborg. I forgot all about her cybernetic parts. And I, you know what? I'm okay with that, that episode. That was fine. It picked mm-hmm. up the pace. They got his ship. It was actually a pretty good episode. Uh, I think it just got a lot of hate because it was grouped in with the first three. Do you think, though, that the way Book of Boba Fett played out, do you think that's going to affect um, how Mandalorian Season 3 plays out? Or is, or has that already been kind of like, we know what we're doing here, and this is just you know a seven-episode te- you know, pre-credit teaser before you get to the, uh, to the Mandalorian? I actually think uh, that episode five especially, but a little bit episode six because we needed them to, uh, to uh, sorry, them, Mandalorian and Baby Yoda or Grogu at this point. Mm-hmm. We needed them to find each other again. And I knew in episode five when they, when they introduced the um, Naboo Starfighter and there was a little spot in the back where an astromech used to sit and I'm like, okay, they clearly pressurized it and made it a little Baby Yoda rig. Um, clearly he's going to make the choice to take the armor and go back to Mando and then there's your season 3 and some time has passed and he's honed in on his Jedi skills a touch and there's no crossover with Ben Solo. I loved everything about that. Everything. It makes sense. I just need to point out that the the best car vest that was made for Grogu, did that not look like some LARPer took a bunch of pop tabs and made like fake chainmail? <laughs> and and decided to go at LARPing as a knight. And you got to think that people have probably took a stab at making that themselves because I have like a I have a plush Yoda, uh, baby Yoda doll <laughs> on, <laughs> on my uh, on my wardrobe there, and uh, I I haven't thought about it, but now that you say that, I may uh, I may try that. I don't know. May, yeah. All you need is a few pop tabs and a dream, right? That's One it. thing that can definitely be said though about the book of Boba Fett, and it was you know we already knew this thanks to the first two seasons of Mandalorian. But can we just say that arguably, I mean, aside from Dave Filoni, arguably the best director of the Disney plus Star Wars verse is Bryce Dallas Howard. Are you surprised? Clearly. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. But she made uh, a few Star Wars fans kind of perk up this week by mentioning, you know, putting a few, uh, you know, sideways looking eyeballs at Samuel L. Jackson making a fuss about bringing Mace Windu back. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, do you want Mace Windu back? I mean, anything's possible. And I love what Sam Jackson does in everything that he does. I just mm-hmm. love how he portrayed Mace Windu was fantastic. And I think in John Favreau and Dave Filoni's hands, because they're still writing the show, as much as Bryce Dallas Howard has... Uh, a lot of input and she tends mm-hmm. to make the better episodes in those series I do think he will be very well written I don't know if I want him to be the one that that rescued Grogu from the Order 66 I, I'm still undecided as to who I want it, they were still kind of vague about it it couldn't be because of course it couldn't be he was yeeted off the top floor of the um, uh, Chancellor's office he could have oh. ended up anywhere during Order 66 I was about to say, this isn't one of those things where it's like, if you don't see the body, you don't know for sure. This like, is 100% no. that. We didn't see Darth Maul's body. Half of him came back. We didn't see Chancellor Palpatine's body. And then uh, 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 in one of the Fortnite credit things, whatever, <laughs> and they teased it. That's the worst marketing, by the way. Like, 
cater to your what? audience. It's a bunch of 40-ish year olds that grew up on your stuff, okay? Don't cater to the six-year-olds that are playing Fortnite right now and Ninja. No, 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 no. I See, I am fine with Star Wars characters than like showing up in Fortnite. And I say this because I am a father who is, you know, a Star Wars geek through and through. And, you know, it's one of those things when you, when you want to bring your kids into something that you kind of grew up with, like, you know, like a Transformers or a Star Wars or whatever, or whatever property, you know, kind of decides to make a retro comeback. And you want to relive your childhood by introducing your child to that. It helps that those kind of characters show up in Fortnite if anything, you sit there and say, hey, guess what? You know, like you can go watch this movie with me and then maybe you can play as that character in Fortnite. So clearly there are a bunch of dads with a bunch of kids making Fortnite levels and making Fortnite skins. So I'm I'm totally fine with that. I can't but, slight that. that. That logic is flawless, by the way, because I remember like, myself as a kid seeing the Transformers movies, like the first mm-hmm. Michael Bay ones. And I would go home and play with said Transformers. Like it was just... Yes, it is two and three. Even Star Wars, too. I think I went back and I had the action figures and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was, you know, episode one. But yeah, hey, like back to the topic <laughs> at hand. Hey, <laughs> Phantom Menace. I, hey, back to the topic at hand, though. I, I'm very okay with them bringing Mace Windu back. I know that they're going to give him the Ahsoka treatment where you don't get all of him all the time. You're going to get some of him once in a while it will be a cameo so i don't know what sam jackson's hoping for he's not going to be on screen with baby grogu for more than five seconds um Mm. but there's a couple other uh, characters as well like we we got confirmation that uh, christopher lloyd from back to the future is signed on for season three and then recently pedro pascal was campaigning for nick cage to be in season three as well and it just makes me wonder all these rumblings and I, I just don't know what's what anymore, first off. But if everything's true, if some of it's true, I'm still very excited because of the world that they've built. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know who Nick Cage would even play. Uh, you know, uh, I really, really... Unless they pull a Nick Nolte. Because, of course, you know Nick Nolte's uh, character in, in Mandalorian Season 1, I mean, that was just his voice work. And his voice was perfect you know the i have spoken like that nick nolte was great for <laughs> that spoken. right and christopher lloyd is is an absolute gem and can do no wrong however Uh-oh. i don't want nick cage nick caging all over star wars i so really you would don't. be genuinely upset if they dropped off grogu at daycare and nick cage was there going you know, you got to do the alphabet. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, G, A, G, A, G, A, Yeah, the whole... Okay, <laughs> only if it gets to A, B, not the Bs, not the Bs. <laughs> now, we're, now, now, now we're just mixing our, yeah, our, we're, our Nick Cage Yeah, we're creating Cage a Nick memes. Cage multiverse here. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I do want to say, I, I am really looking forward to Nick Cage's uh, new movie. Like, was it The un, the Unbearable Weight of, of Genius or whatever it's called? Like, it's a really long title and it's got Pedro it Pascal. It sounds like a in movie it. about a divorced man. No, it's Nick Cage playing <laughs> Nick Cage with Pedro Pascal in it. Like, oh, so, so that's, it, okay, that's where it came from then. I it get makes that. total sense that, oh my God, have you, have you not seen the trailer for this? No. Oh, oh, this is what happens when we have to work from home that we Does don't get to watch the trailers all the time. Does it cross over with X-Wings, lightsabers, Iron Man, Spider-Man? No, oh, no, it's better than that. No, I didn't see the trailer. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> 
no, 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 you, no. You need to. You need to go see. You need to go see the trailer. Absolutely. Go, what do you mean? Go see the trailer? Like at the library? Oh my god! It's on <laughs> your phone. <laughs> Walk across the room, pick up your phone, and watch oh the trailer. God. That's how, that is you going to see the trailer in 2022. Not, um, I'm not teaching you how to watch a trailer right now, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to how to watch a trailer on Just Another Nerd Show. Yeah. But <laughs> but I, I I guess it's one of those things. Like if it's Nick Cage. You know, voice or mocap kind of performance, then I'm okay with that. I'm very okay um, with the mocap performance. Exactly, especially if it's as over the top. But but that's the thing. Nick Cage has been known to be a little bit over the top in many of his performances, and I have a feeling that if it's one of those kind of performances, then it's going to overshadow the whole thing. Like I'm still not even okay with Amy Sedaris's character in The Mandalorian. The uh, oh, I love you know, her. I, I, I yeah. I mean, she's okay, but especially in she, Book of Boba Fett, her Easter egg whist, her character and all of her witty banter is the gateway to her subtly finding a Naboo starfighter, or her having a BD one unit from the Fallen Order video games, or. Her constantly talking about womp rats and like I love it. She's a walking Star Wars Easter egg. I freaking love it. But to the same token as well, like some of her lines of dialogue literally feel like they're being pulled straight out of you know future Cinema Sins episodes. You know, oh what an entrance! Like oh okay, maybe maybe it just needs to be dialed down a little bit. I di- I didn't mind her so much in the Mandalorian. I felt the character and the script was a little touch. It was a touch much in Book of Boba Fett. But yeah, again, I did Nick I Cage, did love when she poked fun at the name Grogu too. Yeah. Okay. She, so that, she's like she's that. Like, the that kid, that's the kid. clever. But you and then know. Mando goes, his name's Grogu. She goes, huh? I never thought of you as a Grogu. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's what half of us all thought. Because like, if, if you're around people that are very positive. You know, a lot of the reaction was, okay, his name's Grogu, but there were some people that were not happy about that reveal, or they were like, ah, like, why'd you give him a name? Like, ah. But it does, it does make one wonder what we're going to get in, in season three. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the, you know, the first season was, you know, okay, I'm going to go get Grogu and, and, and bring him to safety. And then the second season is I'm going to go and bring him to the Jedi. And now season three like we we know that Grogu has chosen not to you know follow the path of the Jedi he's chosen the bottle cap uh chain man exactly he's chosen to you know to become a larper but <laughs> he's, a, he's a larper he'll be on Hawkeye next week yeah yeah I mean it, it, obviously they're going to be going to, you know discovering more of the lore of the dark saber um and of course Grogu being you know adept in the force I'd be curious to see that whole like does the force play into the dark saber? So, Wiss, let me word it this way then. Where did we leave off at the end of season two? We had Grand Moff Gideon on his light cruiser being apprehended by the Republic, which I guess that character will have to be recast because of certain tweets that I will not repeat, nor will say whether or not I support or whatever, besides the point. Um <laughs> Because there was supposed to be a whole show about her, right? The Cara Dune character, and that got totally yeah, yeah, after. yeah. Cara Dune is is definitely not going to be in season three, but yeah, we we left Moff Gideon off, like literally being hauled away by the New Republic. Um, yeah. But there's going to be a lot of questions because season two, actually, sorry, in Book of Boba Fett, when yeah. we saw when we saw uh, the Mandalorian using uh, the dark saber, and of course. The dark saber getting heavier every time he tries to use it. Well, that didn't happen with Moff Gideon, and we didn't see that with Bo Katan um, in season two. So, 
what is the deal with the Darksaber? And I'm curious if the Force is going to come into play with it, with Grogu and whatnot. Like, what motivation or what kind of, you know, personality? Like, how how does the Darksaber play into this? There's definitely going to be that, but it can't just be, you know, the Mandalorian, you know, figuring out the Darksaber and trying to reclaim his, his you know, because of course, quote unquote, he he lost the way because he he took off his helmet, uh, and and allowed people to see his face. You have to think that Bo-Katan's gonna come back into it. You have to think that there's gonna be more of an exploration as to why this his sect of of the Mandalorian clan is so very um, almost cultish. Yeah, this is the way. This is the way, right? Death and Watch we, is very cultish, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you see other Mandalorians, um, yeah, got no problem taking off the helmet, got to eat sometime, right? Like, this is, you know, what is the way? Like, if, if this becomes a fastball song over seven seasons or seven episodes, it'd be, but, uh, you know, arguably, there has to be, if the quest before was... has helping Grogu find his way you have to think season three it's going to be Grogu helping the Mandalorian find his way back to you know to his clan and 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 his rightful ownership to the Darksaber all right curveball for you does Grogu speak in season three no I don't think he does I don't think they go down that road because you know it's not like a sitcom where they introduce a baby just you know in season seven just to to you know spice up the storyline. I think Grogu stays exactly the way Grogu is because otherwise you take away that cuteness factor of Grogu. Mm-hmm. You do. Um, I think it is. I think it's, this is going to be more of a character study into the Mandalorian. But I am curious too if you know if we're going to see Ahsoka come back if she's you know, if we're going to get some kind of little you know one episode like this is what Ahsoka is up to because her series will eventually be coming up and you have to think that you know there's going to be you know that that quest because we we know we know the name she dropped and you know, yeah yeah I don't yeah, think that'll just, be addressed in Mandalorian, though. I think that'll be addressed in her show, because I've heard a lot of uh, Star Wars Rebels characters from that animated show that have been mm-hmm. cast, and a few that they're waiting to cast, or maybe they've cast and they just haven't told anyone. Like, Disney's perfect for that. Um, but I think that'll be more of an Ahsoka thing. I think one of my things with The Mandalorian Season 3 is there's basically two schools of thought here, Wes. There's one where they can lean more into the lore of it and the the Jedi part of the show, or they can lean more into the Mandalore part of it because they did full-on tease with Bo-Katan at the end of Season 2 that now Din Djarin technically, technically is the rightful heir to claim the throne of Mandalore if he ever wants to go back and rebuild it. Because it's it's uninhabitable right now. But you have to think that they're going to find a way to draw a little bit of hype for the Ahsoka series. Of course, of course, that will be next in the you know the future Outer Rim kind of series. Yeah, I I am curious, and I would have to take a look at you know a Star Wars star chart because off the top of my head, I have no clue where in the in the galaxy 
you know, Mandalore is. But if it's close to the Outer Rim, maybe we don't see Thrawn and maybe we don't see Ahsoka, but maybe the Mandalor- you know, the Mandalorian comes across the Chiss and that, you know, basically sets up what we can expect from Thrawn. Interesting. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. No, I mean, the Chiss, you know, once they were created by Timothy Zahn in the the Dark Force Rising trilogy, that first series of story, expanded, right? it is, it is, yeah, yeah. T- Timothy Zahn just made so many good Star Wars stories, and the yeah. Chiss is one of those things that just carried over. Like when Thrawn appeared in, I think it was Rebels, people lost their mind because all of a sudden, for the first time, one of these expanded universe characters from those books finally came to to what is now new Disney Star Wars canon. Yeah. So if you show a chess, right? And we've been seeing that too with with the with these three series that they've done so far. There's a lot of you know, character drops and you know, a lot of fan service, right? The fact that Cad Bane showed up in Book of Boba Fett and looked really really good. Like you know, yeah. it's it sad. It's sad that you know he went out the way he did, but you know there's so much that that's there. That if we see a chiss, then we know that you know the when the Ahsoka series shows up, we know what to expect with Thrawn. Mm-hmm. All right, moving forward, we don't have a preview this week because well, there's really nothing being released that's worth previewing so far. However, however, coming soon, coming soon is. Morbius, the next addition into the Sony Spider Verse of films, um, critics—they've you know, yeah, been kind of mixed. Sony Spider Verse, though. Funny you say that because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. trying so hard to scrape this from everything Sony. It's crazy. <laughs> like it, the latest report being uh, that the director, like an hour, uh, an hour or two before uh, us recording this right now, the director Daniel Espinosa stated in an interview. He goes, yeah, the the release got delayed again because of Spider-Man No Way Home. Studio asked us to take out every trace of Spider-Man, Daily Bugle, Oscorp type of uh, Easter egg. And we moved the Michael Keaton scene to a post credit scene. Now, I apologize if that's a spoiler for some of you, but this movie has been uh, marketed for two years now. And Michael Keaton has been in most pieces of marketing material. Mm-hmm. So I apologize we, if you yeah, have we, not we seen the trailer there, and yeah. that's news to you. Um, but he's been in multiple trailers and he was supposed to be in the movie. It was supposed to be like a 10 minute scene or something or five to 10 minute scene. And now it's going to be a post credit scene, which cool spoiled the post credit scene for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, way to go, Cav. <laughs> no, not me. It's the director. <laughs> oh, fine. All right. Fine. I'll take um, that. No, we're just gonna, we're, it's all Kev's fault. Please uh, forward all just, hate mail to him. So this was what I was referring to at the top of the show, though. This is the thing, and I usually praise Marvel. This is more Sony, but this movie is just a mess, man. Like, everything about Mm. it, where they're taking out all the Spider-Man references, they're saying it's in a different universe than even Venom now. Like, different universe than Venom, different universe than Toby, Andrew, Tom, Spider-Man, different universe than uh, the Fantastic Four. They were saying that's in its own universe. Like, they're trying so hard to have Morbius be in its own thing. Uh, and then uh, you get comments like, uh, what, was, what was the quote? Um, oh, they were saying, if you liked Venom, if you liked the Venom movies, you'll like these movies. If you didn't, good luck. That was actually their quote. I'm like, well, like how, how do you market a movie around that? <laughs> Venom was well received, but not by critics. 
Well, I mean, let's be honest. Most comic book movies, you know, okay, if you're the MCU, you're pretty you're pretty much safe, you know. Um, however, however, the uh, you know, well, let's be honest. You know, we just you know, but two weeks ago covered Venom on it's not that bad because it qualifies. Venom Let There Be Carnage would also qualify for an episode of It's Not That Bad. So, you know, the Sony Spider-Verse films haven't exactly done too, too well. Um, And it's going to be interesting. It will. There's going to be... Because I remember we watched this trailer before the pandemic started. We were like, oh, hey, Jared Leto's in a Sony Spider-Man film? Like, how okay? And then, of course, the pandemic happened and everything kind of stopped right and i think if if memory serves me at the time you know they you know they knew that there was going to be another spider-man film eventually but you know they were still kind of working a lot of things out as far as the partnership between sony and marvel um like you know especially going into no way home like there was just so many questions the fact that this movie was done before all of that kind of sorted itself out means that we may be in a situation here much like the suicide or like the first suicide squad movie where the film is done and then you know the the studios start to tinker with it and all that and they've had a lot of time to tinker now we're both video editors and i'm sure you you probably feel what i'm about to say here when you cut something you're like, oh, this is great, this is great. And then when you go back a couple days later, you're like, eh, I can make a few tweaks here and there. And then you watch it like a year later and like, I really can't stand what I cut. You know, three, you know, two <laughs> years after that, you're like, I was garbage. Why did anyone even... You know, like <laughs> You go through this process of re reimagining what you had already done, yeah. um, regardless of what, if what you had already done was good in the first place which i'm sure morbius was actually pretty good but of course like a lot of moving pieces in the whole marvel pantheon of films that they're going to tweak and they're going to go back and they're going to change things here and there so i I mean it's gonna be one of those things where there's going to be the you know you know hashtag release the release the director cut you know somewhere down the road if morbius doesn't do well like is that going to be their excuse like if morbius doesn't do well is it going to be one of those hashtag release the director cut things i i don't think it's i i get what you're saying i don't think it's similar to david Ayer's situation though because david Ayer's they wanted it was what year did suicide squad come out that was 2016 Mm -hmm. so that was around the same yeah it was around the same time that the spider-man homecoming movie came out and then it was around the same time that uh, I think Guardians 2 was being marketed. So it was all kind of around the time of having catchy songs in movies with lighthearted superheroes. So if you're going to have a movie where you have Margot Robbie in her sandbox playing with Harley Quinn, who's a very fun character, you're going to have Will Smith, who has comedic range. They were like, oh, well, let's add pop songs and let's, you know, make this fun. And well, and meanwhile, that was not the identity of the DC. That was not the mm-hmm. identity. So I don't think Morbius is in the same boat as that, only because it was supposed to originally come out before Venom Let There Be Carnage and Spider-Man No Way Home. And now it's third on that list uh, of release dates. 
So I feel like at this point now, it's like you always told me, don't get married to your cut. Mm-hmm. This is exactly there, why. Yeah, there, there's, now a, you there's an old go saying back. in editing. Like, well, yeah, at this point, you're the monkey pushing buttons. You're like, okay, well, I had it perfect, <laughs> you know? Like It was but, fine before. <laughs> it, well, exactly, but the story has changed, and you can't go back as much as Marvel's been jumping all over the place. I don't even know what year these things are coming out now because they did the five-year time jump and end game. Uh, Hawkeye was supposed to take place near the normal timeline, but Spider-Man's supposed to take place two years after Hawkeye or something. So mm-hmm. I would love a clarification if one of our listeners wants to put together an actual timeline of what the hell is what at this point. I would love that. We could leave off the Sony stuff, but I understand why, especially after No Way Home, why there was a, a little bit of confusion as well. I think it was it was based on confusion because they had a Andrew Garfield Spider-Man Easter egg and then they had Toby's Spider-Man on like a propaganda art saying murderer. And then they had a Tom Holland Daily Bugle logo, I think it was. Or maybe it was a Toby as well. But they, mm-hmm. And then they had the Michael Keaton cameo, which is from Tom's universe. So it was like, it, it, Morbius was lacking identity. So I feel like well, as a studio, this helps Morbius have his own universe, if that's what they're going for. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You know, you say Morbius is lacking identity. I'm going to go even further and say, I think the Sony Spider-Verse is lacking identity because if you think about it that first venom film when it when it came out like when the trailer came out Mm -hmm. um at least the first ones it's like oh they're going with this you know darker version of venom and all that he's gonna be eating people's heads and the whole works and and it felt like they were going for like almost like a spider-man style horror film and i'm like i'm kind of here for that because that's kind of the venom and then next thing you know like you know venom has merged with uh with Michelle Williams and they're making out and all that and they're jo- and they're talking about it afterwards like oh oh they went that way and yeah. then you know all of a sudden you got you know Venom let there be Carnage which Carnage is one of the most vicious you know creatures in this you know the Spider-Man pantheon or his, his rogues gallery and then all of a sudden you got Venom going oh that is a red one like oh come on like you're either you either want to be dark or you want to be funny um, you Oops. can be both, but don't try to, you can't play both sides and meet in the middle, I think, in this. And then on the other side, you've got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is by, you know, it's, it's a critical darling. Like, everyone, critics, fans alike, they're like, yes, they hit the home run. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is exactly what we wanted, and it was great that they had Miles Morales in it, and it was great that they had Spider-Gwen in it, and then, you know, like, you have this multiversal thing going on, and and now all of a sudden, Sony's like, well, maybe we should do more of this, and then you've got Venom going into, you know, like, the, the Avengers-verse and whatnot, and then getting pulled back. Like, they are rudderless, right now when it comes to this like there's no clear vision and if they keep moving things around maybe maybe those changes are because there's now like an overseeing thing and because sony and marvel has actually a really good relationship right now seemingly kevin feige is helping kind of guide these things because if kevin feige is making suggestions to change morbius in a way that it makes sense then let him do it and make those changes and maybe it makes it a better cut but it seems almost like they've been teen everything up so they have a ready excuse for if the fans don't like it i don't think they care if the critics like it the fans have to like it yeah that's that's evident 100 percent 
Um, and that the critics seem to be on the side of Disney and Marvel Studios. They seem to really hate anything that Sony puts out I, for well, some reason. But it, just to your point before about Venom 1, that's a clear, clear case of when the studio mingled. Wait, or not mingled, but they inserted themselves where they... Yeah, they meddled where they really shouldn't have. Because originally that was supposed to be R-rated. That Venom movie was supposed to be R-rated. And when he bit a guy's head off in the trailer, we were all very excited and then mm-hmm. the rating changed to PG-13, and that biting off of the head was something you could easily change. Uh, not easily. I'm not a graphic designer. I just play one on TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you could change it in, in post. It's It was also that eventually they could have him on screen with Tom Holland's Peter Parker. It's just... It, I feel like you could have gone from R-rated... And then eventually, I, I I just feel like you can do that because they've, they've done that with the Deadpool movies, right? He's an R-rated character that you can easily have in a PG-13 movie. He, he's just, he's that versatile of a character. It's the mm-hmm. R-ratedness that they were getting shied away from. You don't have to watch Venom to know who Venom is. Venom is a main Spider-Man character. If he showed up in a movie, I feel like people would not be totally lost. I'm just well, saying. The, the thing with Deadpool, though, is that because you know he's a fourth wall breaking, you know, you know, meta machine, you can get away with putting him in a PG thirteen film and then having him make jokes about the fact that he's in a PG thirteen film. You know, it would be very much like in the Good Place, where they're having to say "what the fork" all the time because they can't swear because they're in the Good Place. Um, which, I love by that, the way, by the way would, that's one of the best writing <laughs> kudos I will ever give is oh. if you have to get around a PG rating and you're going to say that it's a higher power that has mm-hmm. made it so that you can't swear, that is such a nod and a jab at your producers and your exec producers and the studio and everything and the and the, uh, the network and whatever you want to call it as a reference. I love it. That's so clever. By the way, uh, Sean Levy and um, Ryan Reynolds, if you are forced to go pg-13 and you do decide to have deadpool going with the fork you're welcome please send my royalty checks to just another uh, nerd show at gmail.com i will accept e-transfers you're welcome um but it's funny you mentioned all the um you know potential graphic changes as far as venom and morbius goes because as you mentioned at the beginning of the show thor 4 is undergoing a lot of mocap changes how much of this is just refining graphics i you know well thor 4 so okay yeah so i told you about this earlier today or Mm. or yesterday um that they're undergoing a massive reshoot right now and i know taika watiti was joking about on a red carpet he did recently um he was talking about how oh yeah you'll get the trailer when uh you know uh when does it come out in July you'll get it like June like you know that kind of thing right (laughs) he's just joking about it and he's like oh yeah you'll get it like the day before um which by the way I I'll I'll circle back around to this but I think we'll get the Thor trailer as a post-credit scene uh, for Doctor Strange and I think that'll become the new norm if you're gonna put out three to four things a year I think that's the new way that you start releasing trailers is at the premiere of the movie before it I think that's genius I love when they did that for Spider-Man 
Oh, absolutely. Especially when you have something as, you know, you know, dare we say, almost episodic in nature with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's amazing. And yeah. you and you even saw that at the end of, and I'm going to go way back here, uh, Back to the Future Part Two. You know, the 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 post credit scene for that was basically the tee up to Back to the Future Part Three because they filmed both of them at the same time. But I yeah. I want to put this out there: how ballsy of a move would it be if a movie never put out a trailer? And I'm not talking uh, like an, I'm not talking like a, yeah, but I'm talking I'm not talking like an independent film. I'm talking like a big budget film, like a Marvel film. If they just said, you know what, yo, we got big Marvel balls. We're not going to put out a trailer here. You're going to get it when everyone else gets it. No one gets a preview. No one gets you know you know you know sneak watch of this kind of thing. No one's breaking into Skywalker Ranch and seeing all the nothing, 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 nothing. You get nothing until release day. Well, How okay. much would that first mess off, with people? First off, let me let me just uh, <laughs> talk about these reshoots here. First off, because I feel like I started I, the point and I never ended it. The reshoots I like chaos. are the reshoots are primarily with. What did you say? <laughs> I, I like chaos. <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> this this is literally the podcast version of that's nice squirrel <laughs> squirrel. No, it's, the the reshoots for Thor four. I have heard that they are pretty much all not pretty much. They are massively and almost primarily Christian Bale, and it's all him in a mocap suit. So I don't think we need to read too much into that. I think it's all just stuff that's very similar to what they've already created digitally. They just need like a different movement or uh, maybe they need him mouthing something different uh, with the dots on his face. And I don't know how mocap works, but I figure that they'll still have to film uh, more things. Having said that, to your point about the no marketing or not no marketing, but no trailer for a movie, Marvel could be the only studio that can do that. And they kind of have done that already if you keep in mind they were reluctant to drop a trailer for ant-man for a while and then they had ant or they had paul rudd and michael douglas like slapping their legs and just going ants ants and that was the trailer (laughs) that's it and then font hit like that was it for like months and i'm like that's it that's your promo like that's that's what we're getting so that was one and then for endgame i remember uh, I was working with you that day, and I was in line at the Timmy's downstairs. Shout out Tim Hortons. You keep me uh, going during work. Uh, please sponsor <laughs> the show. Um, <laughs> caffeinated. Caffeinated. Hashtag caffeinated. Um, mm-hmm. No, I was watching the trailer in line, and it was the first trailer was all old footage, desaturated, mm-hmm. and highlighted in the red parts, mm-hmm. which in hindsight, I don't really get it. The red parts maybe it was a well, nod that iron man and black widow both have red in their logos no i think that was more a nod to the eventual time travel suits that they wore okay because you think about it, they, they were just straight white and red but that was you know that that's just me speculating or reverse speculating yeah 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 i hear you it will be curious too when we finally do get the thor 4 trailer um I mean, obviously, we're going to see Thor. Obviously, we're going to see we're going to see the characters that we've seen already so far, and you know, we are going to see Jane Foster. I highly doubt we're going to get to see her as Lady Thor in the trailer. I'd be curious if if they show us Gore the God Butcher in this. Can, can I tell you, know, you at least what, in the, my, in the first trailer? Guess, yeah, I don't think they're I don't think we're getting any gore, especially if they're doing reshoots of Christian Bale. Um, yeah, no. 
I don't think we're getting any Jane Foster. My best guess is that we're getting Thor, Guardians, Jokey, Jokey, Joke, and then a mm-hmm. Loki reveal at the end. Because you know Loki's got to be in Thor. That would be a big WTF because everyone knows that this Loki is alive and you're not showing the, probably the coolest parts of the movie with Gore and Lady Thor and maybe like Zeus, I think, because Russell Crowe's playing Zeus. Hmm. So that would be really cool that we get because we know we know that he's going to start off with the Guardians. They had to re because uh, originally it was supposed to be Guardians three and then Thor four, and then they switched the order. So they used part of James Gunn's script at the beginning, um, where the Guardians and Thor are interacting with each other. Because of course you have to keep it canonical, right? So mm-hmm. where we're leaving off is that Thor is traveling with the Guardians. He says he needs a ride, and he left the keys to the kingdom with Valkyrie. So he's with the Guardians, probably going to get dropped off somewhere. Maybe they help him out for five, ten minutes. I can't imagine they're around for very long. I don't think they filmed for more than a week in Australia. Uh, from and what I saw. Remains to be seen, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do have to say that, you know, the pairing of Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston was just perfect. Like I'm, I'm so glad Tom Hiddleston didn't get the role of Thor because that just would have been weird, um, because he was he was the perfect Loki. I'm really going to be curious for the for the moment when we get Natalie Portman's Thor alongside uh, Sylvie's uh, Sophie DiMartino's Loki. If the chemistry there is as good as the chemistry with Chris Hemsworth and and Tom Hiddleston, then we have a, like another phenomenal Thor Loki pairing and i'm i'm kind of all here for it that's gonna be great if it works out well you mentioned canonical and of course we know that daredevil whether it's a a reboot or a sequel or whatever the case may be but a new daredevil season is going to be coming to disney plus um and that makes sense now that the 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 defenders verse if you will has arrived on disney plus because it's no longer owned by netflix i'm now curious as i'm sure you are as well um what's going to happen with the defenders um we know that 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 matt murdoch is in you know the, the 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 universe now the cinematic universe because he appeared in no way home sorry spoilers but you know we you knew he was going to be there anyways now that leaves us with jessica jones luke cage and iron fist are we going to see these three somewhere down the road in the mcu can we should we oh Wiz, this one makes me so frustrated because they've clearly made daredevil canon and they could because there was no mm-hmm. crossover actors. Having said that, Iron, uh, nope, Iron, Iron, Iron Fist. I get no, I get all of his names mixed up. He's Iron, no, Luke Danny Cage, Rand. Power Man. No, mm-hmm. not Iron. There's actually nothing Iron about his fist. I don't know why they call him Iron Fist. <laughs> Luke Cage, Power Man. The Luke Cage show mm-hmm. has two actors in it. Um, one being a little more minor. Um, in the MCU. But, but yes, with Mahershal Ali being Copperhead have, in Luke Cage and then that's he's going to be Blade. Deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. I don't know how they get around that. Like, I know they've had Jamma Chan play two characters in the MCU. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but but those two characters were very different enough because of you know makeup and prosthetics and whatnot. But you know with this with Mahershala Ali, well he looks like Mahershala Ali as he's playing Copperhead, and of course now he's going to be Blade. Um, so the only difference there is sunglasses and a leather jacket. I mean, yeah, you can say multiverse to kind of you know change things around a little bit. Um, maybe Copperhead didn't exist. In this multiversal timeline, it's hard to say. Yeah, I okay. do though. Okay, I do though have. Uh, I have a theory. My theory is probably completely way off, as most of my theories usually are. But I have a theory. Okay, mm-hmm. hear me out on this one, because yeah, we know, we know, thanks to the Doctor Strange two trailer, the the most recent one that came out, the one where we heard uh, Patrick Stewart's voice. We know that one of the variants of Doctor Strange that's going to show up is kind of known as Defender Strange because it looks like, you know, how he looked in the Defender comics. And of course, we know that, you know, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and the like, um, you know, that's, you know, they're the Defenders, right? So does Doctor Strange, because you mentioned last week too, that they're kind of going to um, write off the whole Marvel's Avengers things and then have... You know, Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers, maybe a Thunderbolts. Why don't we have a new Defenders? Because that was a long-running comic book line that, much like the Avengers, had a rotating cast of characters. Why don't you make a Defenders series with Doctor Strange, with Daredevil, with, with some of these more darker characters? Like, I could see Blade kind of joining that group. And, and you take the best of... The, the Defenders universe and put them in. Like, I, I don't see why not. Wiss, I do have an update for this. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I was reluctant to talk about it because it was just like, it's just rumors and speculation, but there is actually like a, a pretty developed rumor out there that there has oh. been a script proposed for a Midnight Suns movie or at least a oh, Disney Plus show. Oh, so good. And on the roster, they were saying early, early speculation here. They were saying on the roster, it was rumored to be Doctor Strange. Uh, no, wait, no, sorry, that's wrong. First thing, first name I put out was wrong. Um, it was rumored to be Blade, Moon Knight, Wanda Maximoff, Daredevil, and Punisher, Ghost Rider, and there was one more I can't remember. Oh, if you're going more. to do a Midnight Suns, if you're going to do a Midnight Suns, you know, and if you take a look at the video game uh, trailer that came out a while back, of course, Wolverine was part of the video game Midnight Suns. And there's been a lot of rumors, too, about um, Daniel Radcliffe becoming Wolverine, which no, I'm not going to lie. No way. You, no you way. tell me you couldn't picture it. No, I've seen the rumors. I just can't picture it, man. Daniel Radcliffe, that wand-waving mother... Uh, he's, 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 <laughs> no, he's a nice you guy. Were say, nice guy. Yeah. You, were, you were going to say muggle, weren't you? <laughs> yes, muggle. Say muggle. Yeah, sure. Don't, you know, don't, don't muggle, say you know, yeah. the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Motherfucker, yeah, right? No. That's, yeah. that's muggle fucker. No, I told I totally said it. <laughs> but no, I I could I could very easily picture Daniel Radcliffe going down that road and becoming Wolverine. I mean, well, okay, but if we want to do it sooner than later, if the script has been proposed, which is what it's been rumored mm-hmm. to be, I don't think that's where you introduce a Daniel Radcliffe Wolverine or any new characters. 
which is why like if you were to do Punisher, Daredevil, Moon Knight, uh, Wanda Maximoff, um, what else, Blade, like Mahershala Ali's already voiced something in the MCU. He's already been introduced at Comic-Con. Moon Knight uh, will have a series releasing next Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Again, Disney, sponsor the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking. Uh, and then you have Daredevil's cast. You have Punisher cast. Like everyone loves John Bernthal's portrayal of uh, Frank Castle. Oh, I, very I much so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I loved it. I want him back. He's, he's incredible. Um, the one thing that you may want to recast unless you want to use the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider, because I think Nick Cage is getting a little on the older side, and Keanu Reeves is not interested in Ghost Rider, apparently, for some reason. Um, yeah, but Norman Reedus wants to do Ghost Rider, so I'd be I was about okay to say, Norman, Re- Norman Reedus would make a phenomenal I would be very okay Ghost Rider. Yeah, oh, he's, he's like, a cool dude. No- <laughs> so, again, Marvel, if you eventually cast Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider, uh, you're welcome. We will accept our royalty checks at just another uh, nerd show at gmail.com. We accept e transfers. Thank you kindly. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get all the money into that, Marvel. Man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did mention WandaVision is not getting season two. And of course, you know, let's be honest, Elizabeth Olsen is, you know, well, she just signed a seven of, year, seven year, seven, seven picture deal. One of the two. I think it was a seven mm-hmm. year deal. I feel, I feel like I'm and, like breaking news for like a baseball team. Like she just signed a seven year deal <laughs> worth this much. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, well, welcome to Marvel trade deadline where we're going to send yeah. some defenders over to the Avengers, some Avengers over to the West Coast Avengers, and some of the West Coast Avengers are going to get sound to the, sent down to the minors. You are now the young Avengers. Thank you kindly. <laughs> um. <laughs> Henry Cavill has just been traded as Superman uh, to Marvel for Great Britain <laughs> or uh, Captain Britain. <laughs> Captain now, Britain that no. hmm. <laughs> now that would if be a trade. If we ever, if we ever get to the point where we're doing like some kind of like, you know, Marvel DC trade deadline that would just be phenomenal I love that um, <laughs> but it's true Elizabeth Olsen is definitely one of the biggest parts of Marvel right now like for the longest time you know it was like Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and Robert Downey Jr. kind of you know hoisting the mantle of the star power of the Marvel Universe Benedict Cumberbatch and um, and and uh, Elizabeth Olsen clearly right now are like the bright and Tom Holland are the brightest spots of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it makes sense that so not they're not going to do one small screen. Well, exactly. She yeah. Elizabeth Olsen is big screen Marvel gold guaranteed. Um, I would not be surprised if she appears in some kind of like last episode post credit scene in uh, Agatha House of Harkness when that comes on to Disney+. Plus. Um, but the question is, where do we go with Wanda? Is House of M, like, does House of M need to happen? And are we going to get some kind of, you know, mention of that or at least some tease of that in Multiverse of Madness? Well, so from what I've heard... Uh, again, I feel like I'm the rumor mill today. Like, oh yeah, from what I heard, like my sources, um, reports indicate, yeah, reports indicate, um, allegedly, I gotta start using allegedly a lot more. Allegedly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) get your legal terminology out here. Yeah. Jeez. For real. I, I heard that the seven year deal includes, I think it was three to four cameos and an Avengers movie. Un, an unnamed team-up movie is what they called it, but we're, I just call it an Avengers movie because, you know, you know what that means. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I believe she is also supposed to get her own movie, like a Scarlet Witch movie. Because let's be honest, the Black Widow movie kind of got the raw deal because mostly because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, it it was time for one of the female Avengers to get their own film. Um, you have to also think too that there's a possibility because you mentioned like an Avengers movie, quote unquote. You have to think that with a lot of the casting and a lot of the future plans, there is a possibility of maybe not an Avengers, but an A Force. Because we're going oh, to have we're going to have She Hulk, we're going to have Scarlet Witch, we're going to have Lady Thor, we're going to have Captain Marvel, we have we're go- we have Kamala Khan, we have all these really strong, powerful, well casted um, female superheroes. Is A Force the next big Avengers level tentpole film in the cinematic universe? Because there, there, right now there isn't. I'm about to piss off I mean, a lot of feminists with I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I, I just don't see a story written where that is organic. And as much as I would love to see it, I would. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Do you remember that scene in Avengers Endgame where they mm-hmm. assembled all the ladies and she says, don't worry, she's got help. And the whole yeah. theater was so divided because all the ladies yeah. were, you know, punching the air and they were like, yeah, this is great. And all the men were sitting there like, this is so forced. And listen, I'm all for it. If you could find an organic way to do it, please do it. If you can't, please don't force it. It just looks awful. See, I, I, I liked it when they did it in, in Infinity War because you had that moment where Scarlet Witch and Okoye yes, were fighting that was way um, better. Proxima Midnight. And then, of course, like, you know, Wanda comes down and, like, does her whole magic thing. So you she had was her up there all this time? the whole time. Yeah, that was great. That was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but and, but I will admit, like, I I got stoked when, when you saw, you know, Wasp and Captain Marvel and, like, all these badass female characters. I'm sorry that the time is right for an A Force film. The the pieces are there, but it, it is interesting because we saw with all the previous phases of the MCU. You know, phase one we knew there was a tentpole film and that was Avengers. Phase two, we knew the tentpole was going to be Age of Ultron. Um, which you know what's funny, I forgot to mention. Um, because we were talking about Thor 4 and the, the the CGI reshoots with Gore the God Butcher. Do you remember the first teaser for Age of Ultron? Yeah. Where it was it just was, like... Sorry, go through it. Where it was just like the animation of the A logo and then like it kind of turned and it turned into Ultron's head. And that teaser, that Ultron head teaser looked more comic book-esque and nothing like what we got in Ultron in the film. I wonder if they've gone they've gone the reverse because they saw the backlash that a movie like Sonic got and how it wasn't necessarily comic book accurate. And that's also one of the biggest knocks on Age of Ultron that Ultron doesn't look like Ultron. Like what? How does he have lips? How does Ultron have lips? He doesn't have lips. Well, he had strings, but now he's free. That's it's just Ugh. Disney for you, man. They had to do that. I don't know why. I don't know why they couldn't just do the open mouth uh, Ultron. It's just as yeah, menacing. With- you know what also would have been actually pretty good? I've seen a version of it in, I think it was an anime, um, was an open mouth, but you could see the waveform in his mouth. 
that wasn't an anime. That was the, if memory serves, that was the 1990s Fox cartoons that are uh, that are now on Jesus. You are uh, just Disney a bank Plus of information, well. my friend. Holy, <laughs> I like my cartoons. Like there were there are some very good Avengers cartoons, but that no, that was the Avengers United We Stand cartoon series that lasted, uh, if memory serves, one season. And it was around the same time that they were doing the Silver Surfer cartoons, and shortly, you know, on the tail end of the Marvel Spider Man cartoons from the 90s. Like that really good cartoon. You mean Avengers United They Stand on Disney Plus now? Please sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, if you go watch Avengers United We Stand, you're welcome. We will accept tips at just another nerd show at (laughs) (laughs) gmail.com. Oh my God, Wes, I thought of another one. I thought of another one. You ready? You ready? You ready? Ready? You'll know what this is in reference to. Here we go. Okay. James Gunn has just been put on waivers by Marvel and oh, DC just claimed him for The Suicide Squad, but they've extended him for a TV show on HBO Max, Peacemaker, a hit in your homes. You're going to love it. Absolutely. Boom. Trade deadline. Uh, I, abso- oh, jeez. It could so work. It could oh, so, so I love it. They so could totally do it. Work. Yeah. <laughs> but it... <laughs> I, I am going to put it out there because, uh, as I was starting to say before, I completely veered off into Avengers oh, yeah. Age of Ultron here. Um, we don't have a tentpole team-up film yet. Mm-hmm. What happens first? West Coast Avengers? Young Avengers? Defenders? A-Force? What comes first? I have to... Okay, as a... I got to turn off my fan brain for a second because there are is, things is that Is that I possible? Want. Well, there, okay, so there are things that I want, and there are things that I think are more time-sensitive. So when you say things like, is Young Avengers a possibility? They've clearly been building a roster to it. I think we'll get Billy and Tommy back at the end of Multiverse of Madness. That's just my theory. I think we'll get them back. So you get a young Wiccan, a young Speed. You have maybe a Tom Holland to head that team. I don't know if they can share him. I, I really don't know. You have uh, Cassie Lang, Stature. That was recast in Endgame. You have you America Chavez. Shuri is young. You have America Chavez. Um, Kamala you have, Khan. You have a Morgan Stark that you could recast if you wanted to and make her a little older. You have Kamala mm-hmm. Khan. You have Kate Bishop, who could be maybe the leader of that team because she'd be the, like I think Haley Steinfeld would be the oldest one on that team. Her and um, Letitia Wright. And you're also going to have a Riri Williams, and of course, there's the there's the rumor that Ironheart is going to appear in Wakanda Forever. So there's that possibility oh, I love as that. well. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. But I think Young Avengers is more time sensitive because the longer you wait, the more like you know the older if you, they get. If you genuinely want these these to stay kids, like uh, Kate Bishop's not going to look like a kid forever. Haley Steinfeld's my age, right? She's a is she ninety no ninety like she, she's mid twenties right now, so she'll be what 30 by the time they get that movie out so maybe she's not on the roster you get i think Letitia wright will still look kind of young because she's got that smaller build um but then the ones on the younger side they're going through puberty so you wait three four years and then they're what they're supposed to look like size wise for the rest of their life like you kind of gotta you gotta hit um while while lightning is striking i I don't think that's the saying damn it kev damn it is it safe to say (laughs) <laughs> You're horrible with analogies. Yeah, I know. Is it, <laughs> is it safe to say, though, that the outcome of Multiverse of Madness is the linchpin for the next big team-up tentpole film? Well, so, okay, so can I answer your question with a question? Is this Jeopardy? Can I can I do that? Or 
<laughs> Would you like to buy a vowel? I I could buy a few in my actual vocabulary. No, I, I have a question for you. I, <laughs> I need... I'd like to buy an F and a U. Yeah, F, U, a couple Ks. Uh, no, it's... Um, Buggle I, fucker. I was, I was going to ask you, because um, we got this on the CW uh, a few years ago, Crisis on Infinite Earths, where mm-hmm. the writers and Greg Berlanti kind of headed that but that was their way of simplifying having Supergirl on Earth-38 and these guys on Earth-1 and these guys on Earth-3 and the bad guys on Earth-2, which is a whole comic book storyline, but I won't get into that right now. But they used Crisis on Infinite Earths to simplify and to have everyone that they wanted on the same Earth. Are they going to use Multiverse of Madness to possibly retcon, first off, the Defender shows, where you could throw all the Defender shows on your 616 universe and then you could bring all the Venom and Sony characters into the 616 universe and then I'm just like losing breath here like you know you got the Fantastic Four you got let's not bring the 2015 Fantastic Four though let's just do the the yeah, yeah, no you know the, yeah, we're not yeah. touching anything that Josh Trank was involved with although yeah. and, and if know, they wanted as, to leave uh, Jessica Alba's Sue Storm back in their universe that's fine it's fine no, I'll take. No, I'd, I'd be, I would be fine with Kate Mara, coming back as a storm. Yeah. So I okay. Like, so okay. Here we go. Shot in the dark for you. Of the two Fantastic Fours that were done in the 21st century, the four main characters. Oh no, we'll do five because we'll add Victor Von Doom. Okay. Of the mm-hmm, five. Okay. Which actor would you bring back to play? So we'll say the 2005 version versus the 2015 version. Which would you rather have? Um, if you had to build one team, uh, the the age groups would be way off, though. It it would, yeah. it would, and it would deny us the possibility of having that John Krasinski Emily Blunt possibility of a Reed Richards Sue Storm pairing. Um, I'm still holding out hope for that. I would love that. It, yeah, I I don't know if Michael Chiklis you know would come back as the thing even though he would definitely be my choice to come back as the thing you, you can't bring back any of the human torches because well the both of them are, were are or are already in the mcu um but you could bring kate mara back and again i loved kate mara i thought she was great i think she was you know she was a good actress in a horrible movie. So you know, none, none of that Fantastic Four was Kate Mara's fault. Now, um, I, I, I did hear a rumor the other day that kind of surprised me. Because I don't think it's true. And I don't think there's any traction to it. But I, I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should bring this up on the podcast. Because I think this would be kind of fun. What if... So you know how like the, the Doctor Strange 2 is introducing the Illuminati, right? And we know mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart's voice was in the trailer. And we know Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter is in the movie. I think she's on the team. I, th- I think she's on the Illuminati team. Um, I think possibly she would tell Age of Four. Oh, God, I hope I didn't mess up that name. Uh, I think his Baron Mordo is on the team because I think he's the one apprehending Doctor Strange and then bringing him towards the council. I would be livid. No, no, that's the wrong word. I would be uh, ec- ecstatic if one of the members was a matured Johnny Storm Human Torch from 2005 and you just had Chris Evans sitting there with a four on his heart and he was was mature. Let's be honest here. Um, 
you know, there have been so many rumors that basically anyone who was in any kind of Marvel movie or property, you know, it, in any given you know, era has been rumored to appear in multiverse of madness. Yeah. You know, and some of them, some of them is, you know, it makes sense. Some of them, I just don't want them to touch with a 10 foot pole. Hello, Tom Cruise. Do not enter the, the Marvel cinematic universe. You are not. I think welcome. that was debunked though. I, I think I know what you're referring to was the superior Iron mm. Man in the trailer. I think yeah. that was debunked because somebody, somebody um, went uh, shot by shot in that trailer. It went frame by frame even. And I think it is a African-American woman. I think that's what we've deduced. So it's either Maria or Monica Rambo, uh, based on the power set and what we've seen. My money's on Maria Rambo. I, I think we, we're going to see Monica in the Marvels. I would love to see a variant of Maria Rambo, uh, mm. Photon, or Captain Marvel on the council. That would be sick. I'm going to put something out there. Do it. As a possibility, though, because we talked about, you know, if um, the outcome or the or the events of Multiverse of Madness is what sets up the the linchpin for the next team up. And you mentioned Haley Atwell. Yeah. And we know is, you know, Captain Carter. Um, and we know that Marvel has no problem with tinkering with the characters a little bit from their comic book origins in order to suit the grander cinematic universe and those changes you know they've been in some cases bigger in some cases very minor the bigger being of course the you know the eventual origin of kamala khan's powers uh some minor just as far as costume changes but hear me out on this one because you mentioned of course one of the the marvel notes that we were going to talk about is that moon knight of course is set in london and we have captain carter in the multiverse of madness we know this to be true at least we pretty darn sure you know nothing is nothing is set in stone until the the movie actually hits no, the screen i like where you're going keep going i like where you're going with this but when we put out the trivia question last week yes um and you and i were kind of going back and forth as to you know some you know some some kind of kamala khan trivia and we talked about how uh, Kamala Khan was actually the first Marvel title to win the Hugo Award for Best Graphic Novel yeah. or Best Graphic yeah, Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was the second Marvel title to actually be nominated for the Hugo for Best Graphic Novel. The first Marvel title to be nominated was Captain Britain in the MI-13. So if you're going to bring in Haley Atwell as Captain Carter, do they alter things enough so instead of being Captain Carter, she is in fact Captain Britain and creates more of a UK-based Avengers? Because we know most of the Eternals was set in London. Moon Knight is set in London. Um, obviously, Captain Britain would be set in London. So Black why Knight don't lives we in have... London. Exactly. The and pieces Blade are made a trip to London for the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where he's based though. So we have enough pieces in London that we could have a UK Avengers or a Europe a European style Avengers. I'm all for it. And if that's the next tentpole piece as opposed to like a Defenders or an A-Force, it's different. But with enough familiar pieces and doing something like that means you might need a team up in order to be able to to justify that as far as a, a grander cinematic universe um, 
bringing in the box office kind of thing, I'd be all for it because it's something different, but it's still also known in the comic book universe. Yeah, I, I, um, that's a lot to unpack there, Wiss. I'm not going to lie. That's a lot to unpack. I, there was what? a lot I, of mental chess in there. I, I'm indifferent. I, I'm okay without an Avengers movie for the next five to ten years even. I'm okay with them just building stories, let the original actors, you know, finish their character arcs. Um, I don't need something where we get something uh, in the next, you know, five years and it's Thor that does the snap at the end, and then we're all saying bye to him. Like, I don't need these Avengers movies to now be bookends for the original six. I would like, actually, there to be a bit of turnover, and then for them to kind of write their own stories. Um, but, with I'm going to leave this one with the fans. Uh, we'll send out a tweet. Feel free to comment on it, reply, retweet, like it, do whatever you want to do with it. Let us know... If you had to have another Avengers movie in the near future or in the next five years, what kind of Avengers movie would you like to see? Hit us up at Another Nerd Show on Twitter. That's where you can find all of our action. We'll keep you up to date on all the new episodes coming out. Uh, Wiss, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we got some Lego Star Wars. Before we do, though. Oh, before, before we, we do, do though. Of uh, course. A little bit of housekeeping before we get to break. For sure. You got excited there. Uh, I do have to point out that next week on Tuesday night, I will be appearing on the Moral Combat podcast. We're talking really bad sequels, like the worst of the worst. So I will be there with the entire Moral Combat crew. Um, a phenomenal podcast those guys are great they're awesome uh so feel free to and that, that's live so i will be live uh roughly around i think about 10 o'clock eastern time you can find them uh at moral combat pod so by all means uh tune in tuesday night uh i'll be there we're ta- i i have to defend greece too jesus christ i i I have to prove i have to not defend it i have to prove that that is the worst sequel oh that's easy that's easy Uh, i thought you had to defend oh trust me i was in it's not that bad mode (laughs) no 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 you gotta take a look at that you gotta take a look at that bracket because there are some there are some bad movies in there right now they're in the play in rounds are there Um, any that scare you uh, that scare me? No. However, I'm going to scare you in the, and mention that in the bra- in the play in bracket right now, uh, you have Don't Star Wars Episode Nine. Sorry to bring that kind of tragic. I thought memory it was just you. number two movies. Like, yeah, number nine was bad. I get that. Well, no, it's it's all sequels. Like one of them, I think, is like um, like Troll Six: Back to the Hood or something like yes. that. So it's the yeah, oh yeah, pick whatever Ice Age movie you want if you're picking those as well. <laughs> yeah. So, but so be sure to tune in live next Tuesday. Uh, we're gonna leave you with a uh, before we go to break here. We're gonna leave you with a with a, a, a promo for for Moral Combat. Those guys are awesome. Please subscribe to them and have a good listen. When we come back, we're gonna talk Lego Star Wars. We're gonna talk a little bit of DC and. We're going to throw out our trivia question for the week. And that is why Rocky Road is definitively the best ice cream. Fine, I'll give you that if you agree that... If you say that the Toy Story's toys are not alive one more time, I will shove Rex up your... Do you miss sitting around the table getting into long debates about meaningless nonsense? 
Toys do not have souls. So, are we getting hot wings? Then you need the Moral Combat Podcast, where we take all of your favorite pop culture arguments and debate them tournament style. Except while we argue, it's our audience that determines the winner. I used to have trouble sleeping. I just couldn't turn off my brain. Now I drift off planning my own Moral Combat arguments. I often have strange opinions, but can't share them with my family without being disowned. So I call the Moral Combat Hotline. They have to listen. And now I can attend Thanksgiving. Before I started listening to Moral Combat, I had no friends or confidence. Now, it feels like I have six new friends, and only one of them is imaginary and speaks in parcel tongue. Now I don't have to be the bad guy in my marriage. They can tell her how bad her taste in movies are. Recorded live via Twitch every week, come hang out and get back to discussing the important things. Available on all podcatchers by searching Moral Combat Pod. Thanks, Moral Combat! Follow us at Moral Combat Pod on all social media platforms, or go to our website, www.moralcombatpod.com, to find out if we're right for you. Side effects may include shouting at your listening device, replicating similar arguments with your loved ones, voting on multiple platforms for the same matchup, submissions of your own picks, urges to leave voicemails, desires to guest host, pondering who hurt Greg, and many, many more. You've heard it all before. Waste of film. Dumpster fire. How did this even get made? Rack. Total garbage. Fest. Utterly painful. Worst film ever. But is it really? The show is called It's Not That Bad, and we dare to look at the lowest rated shows and movies and see only the good things. We're looking for A grades and B movies. It's Not That Bad. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Just Another Nerd Show, the show where we are nerds. <laughs> that, That's that, got to put it bluntly, yeah, isn't that, it? That catchphrase is not trademarked. It is not <laughs> copywritten. It is not even approved by my co-host. It's just a fact. <laughs> it's just well, a Just fact. another show. We're nerds. We're nerds. <laughs> Let's so, put that on a shirt. We're nerds. So much nerd. Uh, All of a sudden, I'm having flashbacks I, of ogre. Yeah, exactly. Nerds. Yes, the you can, you fight, can, a revenge of the nerd. Well, that's a whole yes. other thing, but yeah, the, the topic. Reve- I revenge to, of the just another nerd show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the topic I wanted to bring up with you, Wiss, is this game that I have been hyped about. It's been delayed a few times, but I'm okay with that because anything that's animated requires animation, requires CG, requires more writing, anything, better marketing, whatever you name it, uh, as long as more it's cowbell. not reshoots, as long as it's not go back and rewrite, as long as it's not the studio meddling with things, is the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga video game that is set to release April 5th. It's rated E for everyone, which means you can beat the crap out of your kids in this game. Don't do it in real life. Um <laughs> It's well, now a, you tell me. It's, yeah, <laughs> too late, too late. Uh, it's available yeah. on every platform. Uh, a couple of the specs here I'll walk by. Uh, these are the notables that I at least noticed. All nine episodes are playable. You can play them in whatever order that you wish, which is awesome, because you can play them four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. You could skip seven, eight, nine if you want, which is what most fans would probably like to do, although you are paying for the game, so play it. Uh, there will be Easter eggs from the spinoffs. You will not be able to play like the Mandalorian or Rogue One or Solo, a Star Wars story. You will not be able to play those levels, at least at launch. They might be DLCs later. We are not sure. Uh, this is the part that pissed me off, really pissed me off, is multiplayer is limited to couch play only. 
I think in a COVID world, or at least in Ontario where we are, it's a post-COVID world right now because I was walking around today and nobody's wearing any masks, which is, okay, say what you want about it. But I feel like that's a missed opportunity that we can't play over the internet with our friends, that I can't tell my buddy, hey, I'm hopping on, do you want to hop on with me? And he gets to play as his guy and I get to play as my guy and we play together. I don't care about playing with strangers. I don't need to matchmake. I don't need to do a competitive online thing. I just want to have fun with my friends and I don't want my guy from, you know, 40 minutes north of me to have to drive down just to play with me if he wanted to. Um, so that's just me. Uh, I've seen that Din Djarin, Mandalorian, and Baby Yoda, Grogu, are both playable characters. I believe that's in a DLC. But if you buy the deluxe version, it includes those two. Uh, along with other Mandalorian characters. It includes characters from Rogue One, from Solo, from Bad Batch, and what they're calling classic characters, which I believe are Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, um, maybe variants of them or different outfits on them. And then the combat and vehicle gameplay has said to be extremely enhanced. So take that at face value. Uh, I, I've seen firsthand though with the gameplay trailer that uh, the combat looks so much better. I haven't seen the vehicle walkthrough yet. Um, Wiss, I know that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> Initial thoughts? I, uh, you know what's funny? Uh, I'm, I'll admit I love my Lego games. I think they're great. They are, they are some of the best platformers out there. The 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 Lego. Um, Marvel Avengers yeah. ones are really really good. Um, you know the the Lego Batman ones were always good, but when it comes to Lego Star Wars, and you know, say what you will about the quality, the quality is, has always been top notch. But let let's kind of go through the history of the Lego Star Wars games because you had the first one that came out in was the original trilogy, you know, like the OG star Wars empire Jedi. And then you had the second one that came out and it was the prequel trilogy. Uh, and then you had like the, the, the complete saga at the time, which was of course all six. So basically they took, you know, one and two and put them together. Kind of like what they, what they did with the Harry Potter ones. They did like, you know, years one to four and then years five to seven as two separate games. Then you could buy them all as one game. And then they came out with Lego Star Wars 3, which is the Clone Wars. I'm like, okay, well, this is different. This is good. And then, of course, Episode 7 comes out, and they do a Lego epi- Lego Star Wars Episode 7. Um, and then they skip Last the Jedi, conveniently. <laughs> well, yeah. And then they're like, well, now we're going to do this. Well, and the Skywalker Saga is all there. And it's like, okay, well, we've already played, you know, most of the Skywalker Saga and now you want to give us just episodes eight and nine, which um, apparently they redid eight all the is, original, like the original six, the one through six, they redid them. So it's not you're not doing all the same levels and all the same stuff. It's like all reimagined. See, and that that may be the kind of thing that 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 might draw in like the hardcore fans. But we're talking at launch, um, and I'm, this isn't even for like the you know the 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 deluxe version this is like the original like the regular version without all the you know the season pass and eventual dlc kind of thing you're you're talking like 50 60 bucks to get a game that you already have a decent understanding and may have already played you know earlier versions of in previous years is this just 
milking the cow a little too much or did, or should they have gone a different way because i would love to see because you 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 have expanded things now you you've expanded it with the mandalorian you're going to expand it with ahsoka you've expanded it like why didn't we have like a star wars rebels lego okay because you had years of that you know the star wars clone wars animated series like they, they went so far with that like it feels a little to me like they're like they're milking the old cow when the new cow's got enough milk in it to feed the 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 family why not go to the new cow you want to know what i think that I just went and made a wrong analogy you, you wanna, in milking no, the cow? No, 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 no. I think, I think you made a, <laughs> the right analogy for your point, for sure. Do you want to know what mm-hmm. I think? I do. All right. Move back from your headset. <clears throat> just take my money already! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's going to sell. People love Lego games. I mean, you know, especially when you think about how long ago that first Lego Star Wars game came out. Because that that's been it's been a while, right? You know, people who had kids when they first came out, right? Those kids are growing up, and now those kids are going to want to play the, uh, the Skywalker saga. The nice thing about the Lego games is that anyone, any age, can play them. They're fun. They're easy going. But you you say they they you know extremely enhanced these things. How much so then? Like how much of that has changed and does it change the Lego playing experience? Well, okay, the one big thing, um, you and I have both played the Lego games all throughout. I know I played Lego Indiana Jones. I've played the Lego Star Wars. I'd never touched the Lego Harry Potter. I always thought it was stupid. Um, And I've done the, (laughs) I haven't done the Lego Jurassic World either. Um, But I've also done the Lego Marvel and the Lego DC the one thing I noticed in the gameplay trailer that they changed in this one is that the health bar for villains, so when you're facing like a boss or like just, just a bigger guy, um, it is a health bar and not like eight eight or nine hearts slapped on the top of the screen. And every time you knock off a heart, he goes back to his thing and then, you know, you got to do the same thing nine times to him or whatever it is. It's actually a health bar. And I, and I do believe that they've actually added difficulty to it. So it's not just one difficulty now. So you can make it harder on yourself too. See, it's, it's, it's interesting because the nice thing about the Lego games is that, you know, no matter what level of gamer you are, these games are easily accessible to pretty much everyone as far as a gameplay matter goes. But if, if they're making the game harder to play, um, that, might actually steer people away from uh, the gameplay of it. Aside from the fact that they'll sit there and look at it and go, well, I already played the first six levels. Why should I buy it again? Um, To which the answer is probably, well, you had that album on cassette, but then you bought it on CD and then you bought an MP3 of it. So you're probably going to buy Lego Star Wars anyways, because that's just kind of the nature of it. Um, But that's like the same same case can be made for people who uh, buy Blu-rays still. And they're like, well, I just collect them. <laughs> okay. In some cases, yes. Yeah. But if you're going to spend sixty dollars on a game, bloody well played. It's not like you. It's not like you need. To, not like you need to keep the game mint in package. You're probably buying it digitally and doesn't come in a package to begin with. There you go. Um, you're speaking my language, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But you know, we saw some of the 
you know, the possibilities of what they could do with Lego games. Because, you know, most of those properties like Lego Avengers and, you know, Lego Batman and and Indiana Jones, they're all similar in gameplay. And then you saw like them reach, you know, branching out a little bit in uh, Lego Worlds and Lego City Undercover, which is kind of like, you know, you know, discount Lego Grand Theft Auto. And of course, like the big Lego Dimension, which, I, by the way, Lego Grand Theft Auto, uh, that would be fun yeah, as sign hell. sign me up. Take my money. Take my money. <laughs> did they make a, they made a Lego movie Lego game, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, absolutely. With the Emmett character uh, and, of course, and Lego Batman and everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with Lego Dimensions, too, because you, then you had the different characters you could swap in, but then you're spending so much money, and then you lose the Lego pieces, and you're like, well, which one is this? Put it on the thing. Let's find out who it was. Oh, it was that. It was that. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, they, they spent... Uh, clearly, I've gone through this. Um, yeah, what was that, you know, you wake was that up, game that was similar to that? It was the Skylanders? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. That was, yeah, your kids probably went through a Skylanders yeah. phase, yeah. Uh, the yes and yes, <laughs> I still have many characters and a thing saying, you know, connected to an Xbox 360 here that, that, that misses being played with. Oh, I, it's I kinda, remember it's like I, Toy was, Story. I was babysitting these kids like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, mm. I was babysitting these kids that had Skylanders and the one kid was like, he, he had this duplicate of a really rare Skylander and he was like, oh, I kept it in its package. It's going to sell one day. And I'm just laughing at him now because I'm like, nobody knows what Skylanders are. Now. Nope. <laughs> it's not even a collector's that, that item. That kid's probably listening to this podcast going, oh, they know about Skylanders, Well, no, I right? think he's still just young enough to not appreciate podcasts. <laughs> well, also, if he's listening to this podcast, then he's heard me say muggle fucker three times, and that's probably Four not the podcast now. he should Four be listening now. to. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> Remind me to send you like a, a, a file of tones so you can just beat me out, to see my, just so my kids don't get mad at me for swearing. As if, as but, if. But I joked around a little bit about, um, you know, Lego Grand Theft Auto, ha ha, funny, funny. But there are properties out there yeah. that could use a Lego game. And I'm, I'm going to put one out there. I'm curious what you, if there's a property out there you think could use one. But if you want me to stand in the middle of the street with my wallet in one hand and a fistful of 20s in the other screaming, please, Lego, take my money. You need to put a Lego Doctor Who game on the shelves. We're talking a property here with so much back history, so much, so many characters, so many. And we saw that Doctor Who was involved in Lego Dimensions. And you had some of the, the, the past actors actually drop their voice and you have so much rich history like almost 60 years of doctor who history that you could put into this one of 13 and a half doctors if we're going to get the war doctors one of them then it's 14 you know you've got k9 you've got the tardis you have all the companions that that could be in there including you know the the the, the amy ponds and and the roses and uh and uh, the Donna Nobles and like just so many like and the the I'm sorry have you ever watched Doctor Who before? Or is it, it, just a little bit, yeah, just yeah. a little bit, just a, yeah. just, 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 a, just a bit, you, right? You're flexing your nerd um, a little bit on me right now. <laughs> oh, pardon me while pardon me while I bust out my Dalek was, here, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's like the the Daleks, the Cybermen, uh, you know, even even the the the, the Zygons and and the the Silurians and the the, the and, Weeping and Angels. Going. And he kept going. And he kept going. 
<laughs> well, so did Doctor Who for almost 16 yeah, years, okay? okay so. so, okay, we get it. You, <laughs> we get it, okay? But 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 when you think about... Especially if they already have licensing for it, too. I think that would be great. At first, and, I was like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? That makes no sense. But if they already had the licensing for it, then yes, it does make sense because it, it is a good story. Yeah, and the fact that you, you introduced it into LEGO Dimensions already means... it. Lego Dimensions almost felt a bit, a little bit like a like a trial balloon for some of these properties, mm-hmm. you know. Like, so you could have, you know, uh, well, I don't know if they would go so far as to do a Wizard of Oz uh, full game for Lego, but you had some characters in there like Doctor Who, where it could kind of feel like a trial balloon, um, and there's enough stories in there that you could create that story arced gameplay um through all the doctors and it, it the timing come would come in perfectly obviously it's not going to coincide with the 60th anniversary which we are creeping up on very quickly we're also creeping up on um the end of jody whitaker's era as the doctors they are preparing for her to transition to the 14th doctor who they haven't announced yet um i know when that time comes we're going to get our total geek on with that and probably do some crazy crazy speculation as to who the 14th doctor will be however the speculation this week was hugh grant I know that, and I and I had that Ugh. in our lineup until this morning. I woke up and read a headline that no. said Hugh Grant debunks rumors. That I'm like, okay, well, he's no. not in Marvel, I, so I, he's not paid to lie. I know who I want as Doctor Who, and I would love to see it happen. But I'll save that for our our future. Who Doctor would you who want as Doctor Who, and why is it Susan Sarandon? Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And Susan why is it Walker Scobie? Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still along with this, are we? Yeah, right? it's gonna be a running gag no. now. Yeah. No, no. If you if you if you want to hear my my pick for Doctor Who, it's Richard Ayoade. Uh, you'll probably remember him best from the IT crowd. Um, he, he would be phenomenal. He'd bring that that quirk back to it. Even though I love Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, uh, I don't know if Chris Chibnall was the best showrunner for it, but because you have Stephen Moffat coming back to be the showrunner, you could pretty much put anyone in there and, and it'll, it'll fly. Okay, question for um, you. David Tennant or Matt yes. Smith? Oh, David Tennant. Really? But if you were to ask my wife, she would say Matt Smith. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think you're both And nuts. I think... <laughs> Okay, okay, if your answer is Sylvester McCoy, um you're wrong. You just you're just wrong. No, I think you're both And nuts. even more wrong and even more wrong if you said Colin Baker. But is there a property for you that you could see a Lego um a Lego game based on? Uh, only because they've Again, when I thought about this question that you asked me, I had to turn off my fan brain. Well, I guess I kept it partially on, but um just because they've already gotten some of the movements down so it would be simpler to incorporate what they've already done into a game like a lego star trek where you have Mm -hmm. a space hub you have Mm. a space hub that you have to hop into your cruiser um to take a i don't know like a spaceport or some shit and go to different planets and I would say spend some time on this game Lego if this ever gets around to you spend some time and make these planets free roaming like obviously have a boundary but make them pretty free roaming and tell people hey there's missions 
There's a storyline, there's submissions, there's extra shit you can do, but explore the planets themselves because there's going to be extra stuff there. And I think that mm. would be really cool. And then every DLC is just another planet. And then you constantly have new gameplay and you just send out updates and you have more stuff. I'm just telling them how to make money now. Like, can you sponsor us, please, Lego? By, by the way, if Lego ever decides to make a Doctor Who or Star Trek game, you're welcome. We will accept our money at justanothernerdshow at gmail.com. We accept e-transfers. Thank you kindly. I will, I will put one more. Pro- <laughs> We're going to get paid after this show. such an idiot, man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the right kind of idiot. That's okay. I'll put another property out there that I think could really work well, and that would be a Lego Ghostbusters. No, uh, no, game. I'm gonna stop you right there. No, whoa, whoa, freaking whoa. way! Really? No way! You're gonna stop me on Lego Ghostbusters? Yeah, no way. Because here's the thing: why? If you're gonna make the the car a playable car, there's nothing else to go after that. Like at least with Star Wars, there's a ton of vehicles. There's no vehicles in Ghostbusters, so you can't make the car a playable like thing. Um, and then you're going to have, what, the ghosts as playable characters, and then you're going to have... I, I just feel like there's not enough of an expansion of heroes. And, and the new movies didn't okay, do well enough for you to add them into the, the game as well. I just don't think that game would do well. But to that argument uh, of there only being one vehicle, there is one and one only TARDIS for Doctor Who. So that's kind of one of those things where you sit there and go, maybe maybe but there's also doctor who like with the telephone booth there is a unlimited possibility of story or you can just pull from the 60 years and just do it entirely oh i'm not i'm not saying you make a huge game but the ghostbusters is very limited Mm -hmm. it's limited but they also did jurassic you know they also did jurassic park right so they did it do i have to buy the game and just figure it out for myself i don't know how they did that like what what are the missions they do you run around as a Lego guy and you, you do stuff to dinosaurs. I don't know. Like, you know I, I'll admit I haven't played Lego Jurassic Park. Know, there's some games um, that just don't, yeah. app- they, they just don't appetize me or, or intrigue me at all. I, I'm just not interested. Like the, the, the Lego Harry Potter movies. I, I was like, I, or not movies. You, <laughs> the Lego Harry Potter games. I just don't, I don't know how to get into that. I don't know. But you know, though, I've played a little bit of it because, of course, we do have it here because my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. Gameplay-wise, it fits. And because there are all these different uh, locations, you know, uh, in and around Hogwarts and Diagon Alley, you're going to have a lot of different things that you can do. And because you had, what was it, like seven, eight movies? Like, you had enough story to tell to do that. With Ghostbusters, I'm not saying, like, you go out and you, you... basically recreate the movies although you could have the first level being something like that but or you basically base it on the first movie and like the end boss level is that you have to fight goes of the gozerian and the giant stay puff marshmallow man um but along the way all you have to do is put out all these missions and that's another one that could do like an open world where basically rather than pattern it after the movies you're just the ghostbusters and you have to constantly field all these calls for you know the ghost sightings in and around manhattan and you basically have that open world grand theft auto kind of feel where you just kind of you know take care take the jobs that you that you can so you're saying like a a lego star wars meets uh meets pokemon legends arceus does that make sense? I, I do you think, know? Do you know? Did you think, have, did you guys play Arceus? You guys have it? Uh, never. 
Never. It's an open world Pokemon game that they finally made. I would say it's more. It would be more akin to a Lego City Undercover, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Because okay. that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. See, see, Lego City Undercover gameplay in the world of Ghostbusters, I think, would work. Doctor Who, you can, you, you can follow the Star Wars path on that one, but a Ghostbusters, I think you have to follow the Lego City Undercover kind of formula. That one would work. Um, I want to move along here because we have been talking quite a bit because there's been a lot of speculation that we could talk about, but it's come to the point where you want to pause the podcast and then hit play again on Friday because, or for those of you who are listening, this is kind of your sneak peek into what you can see on Twitter. Fancast Fridays. (laughs) Oh, you just went there, didn't you? Yeah, but... yeah, you did. Doctor Who you went asked. There. You got, you <laughs> <laughs> so, Kev, so who do we have as far as our FanCast Friday subject? Well, so I'd like to remind the fans that last week we had Walker Scoble as Sam Alexander Nova, and we got a little bit of traction on that, actually. I tagged Ryan Reynolds on it. I tagged uh, um, Sean uh, Levy, and they both loved it. They both loved the idea. I think Ryan Reynolds was staying a little quiet on it because I am under the influence that Walker Scoble and Ryan Reynolds are not done working together. And I'm not I can't <laughs> confirm it. It's just a it's just a report. It's not confirmed. I I will say though if Walker Scoble shows up as Nova in Deadpool 3 you heard it here Marvel, first. you're welcome. You can yeah. send all of our royalties to at just another nerd show at gmail.com. You're welcome. Cha-ching. <laughs> Dude. It was like like it was funny like three times ago, <laughs> but now it's still funny. I don't and, get it. And you're, and you're laughing even more funny. now. So. It's still too. Okay, so this week's this week's fancast Friday, um, you went to Ottawa there and back on the day of our prep. So I was left in the sandbox by myself to play with myself. That came out wrong. To play by myself. <laughs> came way wrong. To play by myself. <laughs> Um, and I was looking up, so I was like, okay, we did a Marvel character last week. Let's do something else. So I, I was looking up uh, Batman's kind of rogue gallery of villains. And I found this character from the new 52 run called Jeremiah Arkham. Now, I'll read you kind of the synopsis of, it's, it's very generally what, what he's about. So it says, Dr. Jeremiah Arkham was a somewhat sadistic administrator of Arkham Asylum at one point. He naively believed that the criminals he housed could one day be rehabilitated. So he starts with good intentions. After the death of Roman Sionis, who is known as the Black Mask in the comics, he took up the mantle of the Black Mask. The new Black Mask, Jeremiah Arkham, quickly made a name for himself by blowing up the asylum, blowing up Arkham Asylum, He forced Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, Firefly, and a bunch of other Batman villains to work for him. And he set a bunch more loose. Black Mask's identity was revealed as Dr. Jeremiah Arkham after Batman captured him. And then Arkham himself became an inmate at Arkham Asylum. Now, this intrigued me more than actually trying to cast him, just the character himself. But I, I also really enjoyed trying to cast him because I think the Arkham name himself in the Matt Reeves Batman run 
is tied to Bruce Wayne's mom, who they canonized as Martha Arkham. I love that he is the successor to Roman Sionis, which means we don't have to get a second Ewan McGregor. People just kind of will get who Roman Sionis is. And if you don't, then watch Harley Quinn and the Emancipation of uh, Feminism and... I don't know what that movie's about. The, I've watched it once. The, the title is so long that I decided to change it. Mid theater run. Yeah, seriously. They started. What, what did they? What did they end up naming it? It was Harley Quinn and it, the it, Great it, Emancipation it was, of One. No, no. It was it was Birds of Prey and the Great Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Jesus Christ. So okay, so what I have here. Okay, so Jer- Jeremiah Arkham starts off as the admin of of the Arkham Asylum because we have an Arkham TV show coming up. He became Black Mask. Cool big villain in the comics blew up the asylum freeing most of the villains had most of them working for him or had some of them working for him then boom batman has to put them all back it's a good arkham connection with martha arkham good connection with uh, arkham tv show you and i were very divided on this i Mm -hmm. initially had justin timberlake playing him because i think timberlake can play characters that come across as Maybe friendly at first, maybe uh, overlooked because of his soft-spoken nature. So you can start him off as a protagonist and then have him take a dark turn. Because I do think Justin Timberlake is capable of that. You had a different spin on this when I talked to you about it. Because when you're taking a look at a character like Jeremiah Arkham and the duality that that's going to have to be there and you know there needs to be a huge dramatic range the first one the first person that came to my mind was none other than you know we've been making harry potter jokes all day but draco malfoy himself tom felton because of all the people in harry potter um he his character was the one that had to have the most range. I mean, Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley, they were all very, you know, not necessarily one-note characters, but they were very much... It, it's kind of like the Justice League, right? Everyone's a good person. Everyone does the good thing. Except for Batman, he doesn't trust anybody. Um, but Draco, he goes through such a character arc from the first film to the last film and Tom Felton was able to do so much with that character in a very limited amount of screen time um, that I think Tom Felton and a phenomenal actor and Tom Felton I think would be a perfect fit for this and he's used to working in a larger um, a larger environment also owned by Warner Brothers. So, you know, the, the, there's already that connection that's there to begin with. And, you know, Harry Potter fans will lose their ish if Tom Felton gets into the Batman-verse. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that. Except for I do disagree with you on that. That Justin Timberlake... <laughs> I can't, well, no, but I, I will. Okay, so here's where I'm coming from. I, I like Tom Felton. And I like his range. Mm-hmm. And I love him for that role. I just love Justin Timberlake more. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just feel like Jeremiah Arkham, because, so here, here's my thought process, okay? The Batman ended with 
Bruce Wayne slash Batman. This is Robert Pattinson's Batman. Figuring out... By the way, spoilers. Ah, you know what? It's been, what, three weeks now? If you haven't seen it by now, good luck. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But Robert Pattinson's Batman essentially, or, or rather his Bruce Wayne, has figured out that he has been neglecting his Wayne duties, his Wayne responsibilities. So I can see in the second Batman movie him over over uh, adjusting to that. So maybe him checking in on the Arkham Asylum, which is his mother's legacy, right? I can see I mean I, d- I don't disagree. So I can see that him, Justin Timberlake. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I can see just story-wise, I can see him starting off as a friend of the Batman because he's an administrator of Arkham. He will be telling Bruce Wayne, yeah, everything's okay. I believe in the rehabilitation. I believe in all this stuff. Um, and say, like, his cousin or something is Roman Sionis. And so early on, you bring in some Joe Schmo, some guy to play Andy, or not Andy Circus. You, you bring in some guy to play um, Roman Sionis. And Roman Sionis, I don't know, for whatever reason, dies early on. And then makes Jeremiah promise him, you know, you got to take up this mantle. And then something happens with Jeremiah where he just kind of snaps. And there has to be that, that the actor has to be able to pivot that point from friend to foe. He has to be able to make a cutthroat decision that Batman and Bruce Wayne are no longer a friend. I, I, I'll be curious if they, if they do go down a Justin Timberlake road, because if you take a look at some of his previous acting spots and, you know, uh, we're, we're going to ignore the love guru because the love guru needs to be ignored on many different levels. Uh, even though I think what, just you don't like West the Jacques Grande, you know? <laughs> Jacques Grande, you don't like the Quebec poutine? You don't like the Quebec poutine? Pop tart and the ketchup is the Quebec poutine. The Quebec pizza, yeah. Um, but two two different movies kind of come to mind when you're talking about Justin Timberlake with a with a, with a good acting range. And the first one comes to mind. This is based on your talk about uh, Jeremiah Arkham needing to be a friend, but with a bit, a bit of a vulnerability to him. And that's Black Snake Moan, which also starred Samuel Jackson and Christina Ricci. Um, his character is. I thought you were going um, a different route there. I thought you were going social network. Oh, oh don't. No, no, but but there's there, it's it's a dependent character in Black Snake Moan. You know, he has so many conflicting emotions in that one that you can see the vulnerability there. And then in a in a different, darker tone, um, although it's a little bit more abstract, the movie uh, it's Southland Tales, which also stars um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's it's a messed up movie. It's apparently based on a, a graphic novel as well. Is the Rock I've his legal middle name it. yet? Uh, <laughs> He's got to change I, I that by legal, now. I, I think at the time, because he this was before he just dropped the rock completely. This was still when he was sort of pseudo-affiliated with WWE. Southland Tales is just a kind of a messed up film. But Justin Timberlake, again, in that, proved that he can play 
darker roles. Like, this isn't just the guy who's out there doing bubblegum pop or singing Crimea River kind of thing. This isn't just the guy who's singing alongside Anna Kendrick and Trolls, and this is definitely not Jacques Lecoq. You know, this is a guy with, with a lot of range, I completely agree, but I think to the same token as well, you're starting to see these Harry Potter actors. Um, we talked about Daniel Radcliffe maybe becoming Wolverine, although you don't see it, I, I could easily see it. Um, we're seeing Emma Watson start to, 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 to shine a little bit more. We talked about how Ivana Lynch might be a decent choice for um, Harley Quinn at the time, or a Dr. Harley and Quinzel before they, they they started um you know making different casting choices and whatnot and Tom Felton is kind of in that same boat as well especially after um the the return to Hogwarts uh reunion special where we saw that he kind of looks the part as well he looks like the kind of he looks like he could fit that role very well and it would be not necessarily comic book accurate but definitely be you know more comic book Based and then to the same token as well, I think Tom Felton. If if you're going to do the Arkham Asylum and then eventually transition that into the world of the Batman, um, I think Tom Felton would be really great playing against Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I agree with that. But this is where we put it to you, the listener. By the way, if you're still listening, but to this point, congratulations, you are a rock star. Um, but we're gonna put this on Twitter and we want to know who you think. Or who you agree with, more to the point. So do you agree with Kevin Kevin's casting of Justin Timberlake as Jeremiah Arkham? Or do you agree that I am completely right, Kev is completely wrong, and that Tom Felton would make the better Jeremiah Arkham? So, by all means, hit us up on Twitter, at another nerd show uh we're gonna put that out on friday vote and then we're gonna tell you the the results of the poll uh on next week's show hey wiss i'm i'm all about controversy let's get your wife to vote i want to see who she said and, and it has nothing to do with me and it has everything to do with <laughs> harry potter right i mean oh trust me she has yeah, no problem yeah, telling whatever. me i'm wrong whatever. Wife, listen to it's not whatever. that bad it's all good um <laughs> But it's also time for our weekly trivia question. Um, so it's time to get to that. And here is the trivia question of the yes. week. What is the name of Din Djarin's home world? Here are your options. Is it A, Tatooine? B, Mandalore? C, Agvatina? Or D, Camino? That you have to decide. So again, hit us up at another nerd show on Twitter. The poll will be posted at the same time as the podcast that you're listening to right now. So if you're listening to our voice, um, go ahead, pop on over to Twitter, fill out the poll. Um, if you get it right too, by all means, tag it as well, right? Like respond to the poll as well. Uh, and we will happily shout you out in next week's show. This has been a ton of fun. We have we've had a lot to talk about. There's always so much more to talk about, but I think we've talked everyone's ear off enough. What's next week, Kev? Uh, next week, I believe we have the premiere. Uh, at least for us normies, I know the premiere for Moon Knight was uh, Tuesday night. Um, mm-hmm. which by the way, when the premiere for Moon Knight and the premiere for Morbius are around the same time, and I don't see anything on my Twitter timeline about Morbius. Be concerned. Um, but next week we got a probably a preview for Morbius just because it's uh, I got tickets for the Friday, but our podcast will be dropping on Thursday. So we'll let you know maybe what to expect. Um, I mean, we, we went over a lot of it today. I can't imagine much 
happens in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got episode one of Moon Knight to go over. Um, maybe we'll touch some Picard. We got episode one of Halo dropping. The, the possibilities are endless, Wes. And we'll be sure to have another trivia question and another fan cast Friday for you for next week. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm actually going to go out and see uh, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt this weekend. So that's going to be uh, a fun one as well. But yes, uh, expect expect previews in about two weeks expect the expected expect the expected (laughs) unless it's unexpected then don't expect it bitch okay if you're trying to make that onto a t-shirt you're gonna need a bigger t-shirt but if by the way if anyone decides front and back t-shirt okay if anyone decides to make an expect the expected t-shirt you're welcome you can send your royalties to just another nerd show at gmail.com you're welcome to chink and with that we leave you until next week thank you so much for listening i'm jay he's kept this is just another nerd show until next time everyone take care you're such a dick <laughs> <laughs>